Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1078, air date July 6th, 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I was actually muted, but today's discussion, um, as you can see, the title of the talk today is Workers Unite, but what is a worker? Um, many times over the past uh, many years, I've used the slogan, Working People Unite or Workers Unite Beyond Left and Right uh, for Truth, Freedom, and Health. But one of the fundamental questions is, what is a worker? It's a very, very important question. As many of you know, we take a systems approach in everything we do here, and that systems approach, uh, we encourage everyone to take the Foundations of Systems course, which you can uh, look up right on the banner below at truthfreedomhealth.com, or you can go to vashiva.com slash join. It's the same URL. But in the Foundations of Systems course, we educate people on how we can intersect the aspects of the human desire for freedom, freedom of movement, freedom of speech, um, the human desire to find the truth, the scientific method, and obviously uh, pretty much everyone wants to live a long, healthy life, health, and how these three things intersect and how they actually affect pretty much everything in our uh, existence. So as a part of that movement, uh, we've created the Foundations of Systems course. Every Thursday, for example, tomorrow at 11 a.m., and at 8 p.m., we have an orientation, which I recommend any, everyone to attend. Um, I run the orientations. Okay. And I'm going to put this at full screen. John wants it at full screen. There you go. So um, uh, we do that, and you can go to vashiva.com slash orientation to sign up. All right. But today's talk is really going to be about what is a worker. So what is a worker? Let's look at a couple of definitions. Well, uh, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, a worker is someone who works, a person who works, especially one who does a particular kind of work, okay? So it's an interesting definition. It's a person who works. Actually, they do something. So it's not someone who goes to work and does not work, but actually someone who works. And someone who does a particular kind of work. Kind of work means, seems to imply, um, some some set of skills or some process, etc. Okay, so that's the Oxford Eng English Dictionary's definition of work. Um, and their definition of work continues to say to do something that involves physical or mental effort, especially as a part of a job. So you're involved in some enterprise, some organization, uh, a job where you're working in, where you're getting a salary, where you're selling, uh, essentially getting wages. So that's the Oxford English Dictionary's view. Um, in physics, um, 
if you were to take a physics course, some of you may have, work has a very different definition. Work literally move, means moving an object or some mass a certain distance. And in order to move that mass a certain distance, you have to apply a force. And so you apply a force and that object moves. And that's on the left side, you'll see an equation for work, force times distance. Or you can look at it as the integral of moving something from point A to point B. And I'm not going to get into the math here, but it's force times distance. So here's a guy who literally is moving an object. He's applying a force of 700 newtons, which is force. And he's mo moving at two meters. So you would say 700 times two, you get 1400 joules. Okay. Work is measured in energy. So how much energy was expended? So if you go to work, and you expend a certain amount of energy doing that work, um, mental or physical energy, uh, expending mental or physical energy, that is defined as work, okay? Um, let's look at another definition of work that comes from Karl Marx, right? He's um, one who made the slogan Workers Unite famous, but that slogan has existed long before Karl Marx, but he defined a worker as a proletariat as individuals who sell their labor power for wages, say salary, and who do not own the means of production, which means they're going to, let's say, a factory or a company. They don't own the company, but they're selling their labor. And he argued that the they were responsible for creating the wealth of a society. Okay. So that's typically what some of you may have heard about when you use the word proletariat in the Marx definition. All right. A lot of people don't know that there was another definition Marx also gave, what he called the non-worker, okay? And he used the word lumpen proletariat. And uh, Robert Broussard um, gives his sort of translation of that um, from what Marx called the lumpen proletariat. And the lumpen pro proletariat are essentially a parasitic group. They act out of self-interest and the lumpen proletariat, and Marx is the one who defined this, um, but this is Boussard's sort of uh, translation of it, was easily bribed, could be used to combat the true proletariat, the true workers, okay? So it's a pretty interesting definition. So um, again, this doesn't come out in the mainstream teachings. Um, and by the way, one of the things I wanna say is that Karl Marx and Adam Smith were contemporaries. They were actually very simpler. They were actually classical liberal philosophers, and 90%, 99% of what Marx really talked about was really about capitalism. He only wrote very little about, uh, about communism. So that's something important to understand. But we also uh, are not taught that he had a definition of the lumpen proletariat, the people who do not work, who are actually parasites, and they're the element of the quote-unquote working class, but they're really not workers, who actually can easily be bribed and actually used against working people. And uh, Boussard goes on to say that the lumpen proletariat um, exploit societies, uh, uh, it should be exploit society for its own ends, and was in turn exploited as a tool of destruction rea uh, reaction of the proletariat. So it's a very important point. The definition here is that the lumpen proletariat are actually used against working people. Where well, who are the lumpen proletariat in this definition? Where well, they're the people who are 
unemployed typically. They're people who are typically try to scam the system, live off the state, um, robbers, thieves, gangsters. That's who in this world were considered the lumpen proletariat, okay? So the big distinction we have is you have this very sort of Oxford English Dictionary definition, a worker, someone who works, you know, works at a job. You have the uh, Karl Marx definition of workers are people who sell their wages, right? And they, but they go to a, a place called a company or a factory, though they don't own the means of production of that organization, right? It's owned by the quote unquote, the capitalist. And then there's also a definition of the non-worker in this original work, if you want to use Mark, Marx as a person who defined the proletariat, the lumpen proletariat are those people who try to scam the system, all right? So it's a very interesting definition. Now on Reddit, you'll actually see this very interesting Reddit um, called anti-work, employment for all, not just the rich, okay? This is not my definition, just as Dr. Shiva up there, because I'm about to define my definition of worker, but this is what these millennials define as uh, really uh, doing no work, which is unemployment for all, not just the rich. So think about what they're saying. What these millennials essentially are defined as not working is that everyone should be unemployed and you should get paid, which means do as little work as possible, just like the rich. All right. So when I looked at this and um, was really trying to understand what is a worker, here's my take on what a worker is. Let me give you my definition. Okay. My definition is one who values labor. Okay. Someone who values labor, an honest day's work, skills, they value skills, they value advancing one's skills and has no interest in profiting from exploitation of others' labor and seeks to fundamentally end all exploitation by uniting other workers. So just let that absorb a little um, to really sort of reflect on this It's because it's a very important discussion, what is a worker? But here in this definition, we're capturing the sense of work, which is to work, but it also means that you value an honest day's work. One of the things that's going on right now is, and I talk to a lot of friends of mine, and um, and many of you may see this when you go to the workplace. People come to work. In fact, this is occurring throughout the United States. 67% of people come to work actually do not work. Um, uh, people are watching pornography while at work because of all these distractions. People are playing on social media. People are watching Netflix, movies. Um, People are being distracted. They're doing personal emails. Now, is this scamming the system? Do you think this is a way of getting back at your employer? Probably in some sense, but ultimately it is not valuing work, right? It's basically saying, I'm going to scam the system by me going to work, or a lot of people are working at home now, by me doing all sorts of other things when I'm really not doing the work that I'm being paid for. And you can argue whether you're be being paid enough or not, but it's about you trying to figure out ways to scam that system that you don't really value an honest day's work. And you actually are thinking that by scamming that system, 
um, you're doing quote unquote work. So as this definition says, in this sort of enhanced definition, it says one who values labor and an honest day's work, skills, and has no interest in profiting from exploitation of others' labor and seeks to fundamentally end all exploitation by uni uniting workers. So why do we say this in this sort of, you know, what I think is a much more deeper sense of valuing labor? But it also says that when you go to work, that you're not interested in exploiting that situation. So modern capitalism has gone to essentially full-blown global imperialism, right? So you, you look at companies like Google and Facebook. These companies have amassed so much capital from exploitation and censorship and all those things that they can actually have people scamming the system there, right? So they give people free food, free lunch, um, all these things. And I was speaking to a friend of mine and he was saying how he has a company that he works at. People come to work at that company. They call off Mondays and Fridays sick when they're really not sick, right? Some people don't even show up to work. And what they do is they use their work time to figure out how to pass the interviews at Google and Facebook so they can work there and get paid a lot of money. And essentially you're trying to scam the system. So in many ways, those people like this Reddit site, which says, let me go back to that Reddit site. It's very interesting to look at. That Reddit site is called anti-work and it says unemployment for all, not just the rich. So that concept basically is saying, don't work, be unemployed and take as much as you can. In my view, that is essentially exploiting a exploitative system for one's personal self-interest, okay? Is that being a worker? Is that really valuing work? What it's really doing um, is someone says, are all rich not working? Obviously that's not true, okay? Um, because there are people who start a company, they work, they build a certain amount of value. But I think what we're seeing here is that when you start looking at monopoly capitalism, where we talked about this with the baby shortage, you know, Mead, Abbott, and Nestle, there are these massive conglomerates in the media space, social media space, Facebook, Google, Twitter. And in fact, there's a video that came out out of a Twitter employee saying, hey, you know, we come to work and we try to work as little as possible. In fact, we don't believe we should have to work at all. Well, um, so what's happening is because you have the imperialist nature of capitalism, what we live in is really not sort of what capitalism originally started out as, that you have massive monopolies that have been created where you do have this phenomenon where those companies are essentially making money off their monopoly situation. And like we talked about Abbott and Mead and Nestle in one of my earlier talks when we were talking about the baby formula sh shortage. So those companies have so much capital because of the collusion between them and government, they've created a monopoly situation that, frankly, they could probably have people play ping pong all day and only a small set of people work because they own so much of the market share that they can get away with that. Now, what does that do? Then you have a lot of these small companies, young companies, entrepreneurs who are starting, they hire working people. They see this phenomenon going over here with working people sort of scamming, quote unquote, working people scamming the system. 
at these large conglomerates and they're saying, hey, I'm going to go to work and I'm not going to do a lot of work. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to, you know, do other stuff while I'm at work. Maybe I'll only work one hour. And they think by doing that, they're being very clever. And what that's doing is actually exacerbating the situation. In fact, my friend's company says people come there. This company has a data center that needs to be managed because they don't want to outsource to Amazon's data center. Anyway, because no one's working, he said, we had to get rid of our data center. No one was managing it. And guess what? We had to outsource to Amazon. So the company essentially, let, because of the fact people weren't working, their own IT people weren't working, their data center went kaput. They couldn't manage it. So the small company, which was trying to build its own data center, had to outsource their data center to Amazon, big, massive conglomerate. And then the competent IT folks essentially go to work at Amazon. So what we have going on is that the advancement of real bottoms up wealth creation occurred when entrepreneurs were out there building these small startups. They could hire people who actually wanted to work and contribute and everyone uh, productivity went up, everyone wages grew. But under the current imperialist model of capitalism, you have a few large monopoly companies and the smaller companies because of the lumpen proletariat that are developing. And we see this everywhere. Uh, you know, you see it all over the world. A friend of mine has a company, small company in India, and he notices people come to work and they're literally not doing any work and they're literally watching movies at work. In fact, in porn at work, same there and same in the United States. And then, and these same guys will show up and say, well, I work so hard, you know, I'd like a salary increase. The guy didn't work at all. So you have this phenomenon at these small companies are struggling against trying to compete with big guys. You have this lumpenism that's taking place, the lumpen proletariat. These are not workers. These are people who have in their head that if they can get a piece of the exploitative action, right? They're saying, wow, look at the rich, the quote unquote rich, quote unquote, very super monopoly capitalists, imperialists are making so much money. I just want a piece of their action. So the way I get a piece of the action is to do as little work as possible. Okay. That is not working. That's essentially trying to scam the system. You see people doing this um, in the worlds of welfare, in the worlds of where people who, who are able-bodied to work can actually, are they have no mental issues, they have no physical issues, but they scam the system. They, they figure out how to get unemployment benefits when they don't really need it or disability benefits when they're really not injured. And they think by doing that, they are being very clever. You know what? I'm, I'm fighting the man. Well, that's why in this definition I put forward here, the, the true definition of a worker is someone who actually values an honest day's work, values skills. They try to advance their own skills, but also they have no interest in profiting from exploitation of others. And they seek to fundamentally end all exploitation by uniting with other workers. This is a much more profound understanding of what it means to work. So if, in this definition, if you're a worker, you go to work, 
you know that the, the, the conditions of your employer, yes, he's using your labor, but you're there to work. You're there to give an honest day's work, but you're also connecting with your fellow workers locally, nationally, globally to try to look at the larger issues. Well, why are we going and fighting imperialist wars? Why is there inflation? Why are we going and poking the bear in in Russia or Ukraine, right? Why are we supporting that, right? You start getting into the much more fundamental issues. You start recognizing that this quote unquote baby formula shortage has really to do with few three companies which have now colluded with the government that they essentially own the baby formula market. You're asking these deeper and richer questions and trying to unite working people to end that exploitation. That is what a worker does. A worker is not about going to work, showing up at noontime, lying whether you had some sickness, scamming the system, and then trying to uh, maximize your own profits, which is what imperialism does or modern capitalism. Modern capitalism is about maximizing profits at any cost, right? That's what Abbott, Mead, and Nestle do, right? Um, because they control the supply chain or they control, they can monopolize an industry or the banking industry, or the few banks, so they can rig it in their favor. So in my definition, a worker is not somebody who also takes on that same value system. They say, okay, they're exploiting me, so I'm going to exploit them. Okay, that's not a worker. A worker is someone who still values an honest day's work, recognizes that there's exploitation and says, you know what? I am committed to fighting exploitation. So I'm going to figure out how to build a movement, how what it's going to take to unite working people. Because the latter definition of worker, which is really not worker, but it's really the lumpen worker, the lumpen proletariat are not truly workers. And what has unfortunately occurred is that the quote unquote left, okay, the Bernie Sanders in the United States or the AOCs or the labor parties in Europe or Australia or India, these organizations and the politicians have completely destroyed the, what the term worker means. They're actually out there telling people to go on unemployment, to figure out how to scam the system. In fact, in India, what happens is the politicians on election time actually give bags of rice to the people, to poor people, give people TVs, literally give people laptops, bribe people so they do not work. So you have a situation where you can't even find working people if you start a small business to even build your business. The huge conglomerates don't have to worry because they can essentially hire as many people as they want. And it's fine if some people don't even show up to work because they can still continue. But what's coming out of this is the real entrepreneurialism, the innovation, all of that is actually getting destroyed and you have total monopoly control because the quote unquote fake workers who actually don't want to work, they don't want to actually organize people. They don't want to unite people. 
They want to be, as this Reddit subreddit says, unemployment for all, right? Th this is their definition of worker, unemployment for all, not just the rich, okay? So examples of this, someone just put Obama, right? Uh, Bernie Sanders, okay? AOCs, most of these politicians, celebrities, and all these people do not really quote unquote work, particularly politicians. What they're doing is they're going to poor people and telling them not to work, go on unemployment, but vote for me. So we're creating a whole strata of lumpen proletariat. Can you say that word? Lumpen proletariat. John, you may want to put that up there, what that is. Lumpen proletariat is not a worker, okay? That is not a worker. Lumpen proletariat, uh, let's put it on, on here, maybe. Lumpen proletariat, pro, uh, here, proletariat is not a worker, okay? So we need to get our definitions clear, okay? A worker is someone who values work, goes to work, and based on the conditions there, if they don't like those work environments and they think something's wrong, they're actually going to try to organize workers, right? They're not going to try to scam the system. They're not going to be watching, and literally this is happening, they're not going to be watching Netflix movies while at work um, because all they're focused on is their personal self-interest. So that it's very important to understand this definition. Um, Nikolai Bakunin, who is another revolutionary theorist, he said the non-workers, a lumpen proletariat, lack discipline, and they have the impotence to construct anything new, okay? Very important definition. Working people actually want to create a new society. They want to create a better world for others, right? For their families, for their children. The lumpen proletariat, the non-workers, want to scam the system. They, in fact, have no interest in uniting working people. And most importantly, they will actually be used by the elites against working people. So I want to really um, emphasize this. The lumpen proletariat, the people, the gangsters, the thieves, the so-called people who scam the system when they're not really disabled, when they can fully work and they go on unemployment when they can't, th this strata of people, which is, by the way, growing and who scam the system, um, are the ones who will be used by the elites against the people who are the hardworking people, all right? And that's what I think we should be aware of. So when we say working people unite, we don't mean those working people. And I wanted to make that clear because um, some people are confused and they think when we mean working people unite, that means let the lumpen working people unite, um, let the scam artists unite, let the thieves unite. That's not what we mean. We need we mean hardworking people who actually value labor. John, are there any questions out there we can answer? So any questions? Um, Liberty says, Dr. Shiva, I want to suggest that you do an evaluation of the current farmers' protests in the Netherlands. Thank you. Yeah, in fact, I uh, I, I I'll I'll do a coverage of that uh, next week. But it's a um, I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, what else? Uh, someone said, no, they do not work and they have no customer service and all they want to do is punt you or the problem away. Who's, who's Justin talking about, John? Um, he was talking about the lumpens. 
Yeah, that's right. So it's very interesting because um, a friend of mine works for one of, a very large government organization, and she was saying that, and and you know she uh, does a lot of HR work there, and she was literally saying that among the thousands of employees there, how many people in that group literally don't work. And so what they're doing is they're firing these people who don't work, who actually don't work, and they're consolidating their activities among less, 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 less and less people. And they're finding more work is actually getting done. And they're taking these other people and promoting them. And there was just a report that came out that said that in the next, this next few months, this, uh, uh, six months to a year, we're going to see a lot of layoffs of white collar workers. Because many of these companies are finally waking up and they're saying, hey, I hired all these people and they're actually not working. And we're not talking about the blue collar workers like the plumbers, the electricians who actually have skills. But there's this whole strata of people who actually do the most minimal amount of work. And like Jason, uh, Justin says, they don't really want to service anyone. I mean, try to call one of these companies up. You'll get someone on the phone who really doesn't want to serve you, who forgets where their money is coming from, from customers, from products being sold, from the real rich entrepreneurialism. And they just want to, as, as Justin says, they just want to punt you and the problem away. So it's a very interesting world to be in where we're seeing there's a strata of the lumpen pro or the lumpen proletariat are literally devaluing what it means to do work. They have no interest in working. And for those of us who actually work, uh, care about building a new society, want working people to unite, we have to recognize that this lumpen proletariat are really our enemies. So I wanted to do this talk because I'll be bringing up why working people should unite. Our movement for truth, freedom, and health, our slogan is, you know, beyond left and right, working people unite for truth, freedom, and health. Beyond left and right, working people unite for truth, freedom, and health. The lumpen proletariat actually want to collude with the elites. They, they really have no interest in working. What they want to do is, as I read it, said they want to not work like the uh, elites do. Okay, they want to essentially exploit the system for their own benefit. What else, John? Uh, Alexandra Helling says the union meetings are only attended by the good old boys. Funny things, they are Democrat voters. It's it's a it's a pat yourself on the back and kiss ass group. The other political leanings people don't attend. Yeah. So what what happened? Uh, and we've talked about this. And by the way, I recommend all of you um, become truth, freedom and health warriors. Take the course because we have a whole part of the course. We discuss this. And in that part of the course, what we talk about, and this is a summary, is that what happened since the 1900s in the 1900s is when globally, the United States, Europe, Asia, the working people all over the world started working people, which means people actually worked for a living, did an honest day's work, weren't scamming the system, actually started organizing to want to create a better world, to create working people, create new things. They're disciplined, they're organized. And in the 1900s, working people all over the world rose up. And that's when the early bottoms up trade unions came. And you can see between the 
early 1900s, in fact, all the way to the 1970s, these unions were very, very strong. And they were working together, working people united for eliminating things like child labor. They got the eight hour workday. They created infrastructure. Um, a lot of the infectious diseases came down because of that infrastructure, not because of long before vaccines came. They created a better living. They increased productivity, GDP rose. This was when working people united. And in the 1950s, one of the profound things that people forget that occurred in the United States was whenever you said working people unite, that was equated to quote unquote Marxism communism. And by the way, uh, Engels, Marx's contemporary or his colleague said that the worst people in the world were Marxists because they never even read any of Marx's work. And they assumed wor working people meant that you don't work. Okay. And that's what the AOCs and the, the left and the Democrats actually believe. They believe that's what work means. Um, Lucinia Elvira Tavira says proletariat means my country was actually Propaganda, brainwash, mass workers of the Communist Party. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the term proletariat Lucinia ended up becoming. It ended up actually equating to actually the lumpen proletariat. It's a very good point. So what ended up happening over time was the word, the original word proletariat, which actually meant working people who wanted to fight for the interests of the working class. It ended up becoming the word lumpen proletariat. When Bernie Sanders and as Lucinia said, these people use the word proletariat, they're not talking about working people, those of us who work hard. They're talking about the lumpen proletariat. And this is why I wanted to do this video today to explain to people that the word lumpen proletariat gets equated with worker, okay? But the real definition are people actually create value, people do an honest day's work and believe in uniting bottoms up working people. So that's why we need to redefine, or not redefine it, but set the record straight what worker actually means. Now, in the 1950s, as, um, yeah, Lynn Hurdley says, the lumpen proletariat, you nailed it, Lynn. Lynn, if you're, a, if you're a student of Truth, Freedom, and Health, you get an A triple plus. But yes, the lumpen proletariat are the not-so-obvious establishment. That's exactly what they are. They use the rhetoric of workers, you know, Bernie Sanders will say workers unite. What he means is unite to be unemployed, unite to scam the system, unite not to do work. That's Bernie Sanders' definition of workers unite. Our definition of workers uniting bottoms up, not top down from uh, politicians. So we need to uh, reset these words. But anyway, in the 1950s, as real working people are uniting bottoms up, the U.S. government led by the right wing branded any time you said workers unite to equate with communism or Marx or Karl Marx, what someone said, those brainwashed masses. And this gave the opportunity for the left to take control of those unions and control them top down. So the vibrancy of bottoms up workers movements, those legs were cut off by the right wing branding those people as quote unquote communists and the left wing taking over those workers movements and really supporting the lumpen proletariat. So by the 1980s, so during 1900s to 1970, we had a vibrant 
bottoms up movement globally. But by the 1970s, globally, all of these workers movements were taken over by politicians and the so-called left top down. And any time a bottoms up workers movement ca came up and took up the slogan, working people unite, it was automatically branded as communists and equivalent to Marxism. All right. So this is the dialectic that got created. And so by the 1970s, all the unions, essentially globally, were taken over by the labor parties or the democratic parties top down. And between 1970 to today, we don't have any more bottoms up workers movements. We have lumpenism. We have unions which have essentially become uh, wings of both parties. Okay, that's what they serve the interests of the elites. And then you have these millennials who go into the workforce and they don't actually want to work. And not only millennials, others, they think fighting the man is not working in the workplace and, re and exploiting the system. So anyway, that's, what's, that's where we're at. So when we say working people unite, we mean something very different. It means working people, A, understanding to begin with the foundations of systems. We want to teach people how to build a bottoms up movement. We want people to understand the theory, like I'm sharing with you here, what it means to be a worker, what it means to build a bottoms up movement. We want people to understand that workers, movements, bottoms up have to integrate the fight for freedom. We have to fight against censorship. We have to fight for free speech. That's freedom. That has to be combined with fighting for real science. So truth can emerge, but you cannot have real science, truth, without freedom. So workers' movements, bottoms up, have to fight for free speech. We have to fight for real science, and we have to fight for health. Because without health, working people don't have the strength to fight for freedom. They don't have the strength to fight for truth. So this is where we're at. We're at an important point where we need to take a couple steps back. We need to get theory understood. What does it mean? What is a worker? What does it mean for people to unite? And those of you who have gone through our warrior program, warrior scholar program, where you're at is not sufficient that you just learned the theory. You have to also become activists. We have tens of thousands of people globally who've gone through our program, but learning the knowledge isn't sufficient. You have to now also serve. You have to teach others this. You have to get off your butts and organize people bottoms up. Okay. And in closing, I want to invite all of you um, tomorrow at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. Go to vashiva.com slash orientation and please join me because we'll continue this discussion and you'll you, RSVP and we'll send you out the links to join us. But our goal is to really build this bottoms up movement. And the only way that can be done is for people to get theory correct and why we need to build this bottoms up movement, why we need to intersect the movements for truth, freedom and health. And really to get clear that we have to value real work. You know, we shouldn't try to scam the system. We should value those who have skills. We should value those who go put an honest day's work in. We should really despise those who try to scam the system. And when people can actually work and they're unemployed, and they can actually get out there in the workforce. And when I mean get out in the workforce, I mean be a vibrant member of society. 
uh, we want to support that. And we want to really recognize that these people who want to scam the system are really not our fellow workers. Mark my words, when push comes to shove, they will become part of the elites against everyday working people. So I hope this was valuable. John, is there any other comments or questions? And we want to thank um, some somebody for your very nice donation. Thank you. Some people, Gail Espresso says, some people start out being lumpens. However, others started out truly enthused and wanting to do something and were interested, then got worn out from being devalued, repeatedly getting nowhere. Yeah, Gail, so you bring up a very important point. Very, very important point. A couple of weeks ago, I did a presentation on the four buckets that the establishment wants people in. One bucket is to be in the left wing, right? Another bucket is to be in the right wing. Another bucket is to check out, like you say, get worn out, get, you know, uh, uh, lose any interest and just sort of um, not do anything. And the fourth bucket is for people to become angry and become domestic terrorists. And if you look at those numbers, it's typically 25% left wing, 25% right wing, and they're all fighting against each other. The other 49.9% sort of check out, and the establishment loves that when people check out. And about 0.1% roughly become domestic terrorists. They take a gun and start shooting people, and the establishment loves that because they can use that to suppress freedom. So once you understand that dynamic, you have to. You, it takes discipline to re recognize that that is happening to one, right? Because it's very easy in an exploitative system to get depressed, to want to check out. And this is why it becomes more and more preeminent for people to build community among working people. Because when you get isolated, when you feel depressed, you're going to be essentially become a quasi lumpen, okay? Because you're, you're checking out. And that's why the movement for truth, freedom, and health has created this infrastructure. It's created this environment, the educational environment, the technology environment, the community environment, so people don't get disenfranchised mentally and emotionally, that people recognize there are other people out there that you can connect with, that you can be part of a vibrant movement, that we can uh, have a sense of not only positivity and hope, but realize there's a lot of people out there who are getting this. And I'll do a video on this tomorrow, but some of you may know a report came out from the University of Chicago, just came out. It's interesting, a lot of the major media is not covering it, but it said that 25% of Americans, 25%, and they surveyed a thousand people across all political spectrums, want to take up arms against their government, 25%. And the report also said that a polarization has been created where by the media, by the left-wing and right-wing media to polarize the working class. Now they didn't say working class, I'm telling you that. But what's happened is the media and the establishment want to create a civil war. They want working people fighting against each other. And the lumpen proletariat will be part of that. The lumpen proletariat will be coming after everyday working people, part of that civil war. So what's happening is the establishment is, has created conditions where they want a civil war. They want working people fighting each other. And the only way out of this is to, first of all, understand history, understand what is a worker, 
why we need to build a bottoms up movement. That is why the movement for truth, freedom and health exists. It's the only movement of its kind on the planet. And I, you know, want to offer all of you the opportunity to take advantage of this infrastructure that we've built. And in closing, I'm gonna play a quick video that I always like to play, which really puts it in context where our movement came from and why it's important that all of you take advantage of this infrastructure if you seek to, because it's really a movement for you. In my view, it is the only way forward. Otherwise, we, we will be uh, serving into the hands of the lumpen proletariat and the establishment by going and fighting each other when there's no need for it. So thank you everyone. Let me finish up with this video. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. Mm -hmm. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with is a part of this movement. We're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. 
And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they wanna take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone. I hope this discussion was valuable to really getting clarity on what is a worker and what is not a worker. I invite all of you to uh, join our movement. Go to vashiva.com slash join. Um, and by the way, when you take the course, which is only one part of it, and uh, when you go to the website, you'll see all the things you get. Uh, after you pass it, you have the opportunity to be a philanthropist and give the course to young people and as many people as you want. We want to make adults really become the people who bring this course to others. So anyway, uh, please uh, join uh, for your own benefit and for working people uniting and also come to the orientation tomorrow. Be well, have a good night, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much.